Hey guys, before this episode starts, I just want to put in a plug for The Summoner's Call uh, by Ryan and Eddie. They recently featured a little segment of mine in their episode, and so I'm really grateful for that. And I just want to say, if you do enjoy this show, and if you enjoy a couple of guys just talking Fire Emblem Heroes about the news, about different characters, and about Fire Emblem basics and strategy, go ahead and give Summoner's Call a listen, and you will not regret it. Hello everyone, this is Phil, the Phaeologist, and welcome to Phaeology, a study of Fire Emblem Heroes. Today, I wanted to do another segment in Character Clash, where I pit two characters against each other to compare their stats, builds, and performance, both in real life and in the simulator, to help you and me decide what their strengths, weaknesses, and roles are in Heroes. In the last episode, I compared Naoi and Corrin, female Corrin, and by heavily anal- analyzing them in the mass simulator with budget builds, I determined that Naoi was a great unit all around and that she could perform well in the player and enemy phase. And while Corrin stood out with amazing defense and speed, Naoi performed a little bit better against some of their common counters. And if you want a more in-depth look into that, go ahead and check out that episode. But anyway, today I wanted to move forward and move towards green-colored units today. So today I'm analyzing Nino, the pious mage that always does her best, and Soren, the shrewd strategist. Now with a few episodes under my belt, I will change the format of this clash to hopefully give you a better analysis. First, I took a page from Grepstein and sent out a quick survey on Reddit and asked two questions in that survey. Who would you prefer to build up to plus 10 five star if you had to choose between these two characters and why was that so i did this to hopefully gain some insight from the community which have done have gone the distance with both characters and have had more experience than me so yeah i really appreciate all the comments that were received in the survey and and i'm grateful for your insight now i will reveal my findings in this episode which were very helpful and informative Uh, Also, I continue to use the Mass Dual Simulator to test out these budget builds, but I also want to add more, I guess, optimal builds as well as just make some changes, not just focus on a budget build. I think I will start out with that, but I do want to explore some options just in case you have the resources to or to find out some uh, benefits or, you know, some benefits to some characters by making those changes. So, I mean, I am you know, free to play, and I do want to focus on my perspective, and for those that share my perspective as well, that have limited resources in this game, but I mean, if you do get a free copy of Hector, for example, and you have Distant Counter, who are you going to put that on, you know, and so I, I do want to dive into that. It happened to me recently where I got a second Hector from that recent Counters banner, and I put that on my Elliewood and made me very proud and very happy to be using that. But anyway, I, I do want to explore some other options in the future and in this episode with different builds. So first of all, Nino versus Soren, let's compare their stats. Starting with Nino, her neutral IVs 
at plus 10 merged, remember I want to look at these units at their full potential, so at plus 10 merged, her HP is 37, her attack is 37, her speed is at 40, defense is at 23, and 30 at resistance. Soren at plus 10 has 40 HP, 37 attack, 37 speed, 21 defense, and 33 resistance. So comparing these, Nino gets 3 extra speed, 2 more defense, while Soren wins out with 3 more HP and 3 more resistance. There isn't much of a difference in BST with Nino at 147 and Soren with 148. But here's the question that I saw someone post on the comments in the survey. With those BSTs, is that good enough for Tier 20 Arena? Well, as of now, the cutoff to stay in Tier 20 is a score of 50-50, And it can fluctuate, of course, based on who the bonus units are, as well as what elements are in season, meaning what legendary heroes are offered as well as bonus units like Fiorm. I read that Fiorm season usually scores higher than other seasons because a lot of people have emerged up completely. So anyway, uh, I guess that 50-50 is about an average score. And if you were to do a deathless run and also, I guess, to get that score of 50-50 and to do seven runs in a row without dying, divide 50-50 by seven and you get about 721, right? And so that that's the score that we kind of want to average out as we go through arena and using a BST calculator and given a fairly common build for Nino she comes with fury 3 a moonbow moonbow or glimmer desperation 3 hone attack 3 and distant defense defense 3 as a seal she can reach 720 if she is fully merged so that's right around the scoring area that you would want to be in but kind of on the low side, so you would want to have some higher BST teammates, of course, to really clinch that spot in Tier 20, just in case. Soren, with his new Winds brand, does get some help in the BST department, with a common build of Fury 3, Vantage 3, and a normal C skill like Hone Attack as well, and Distant Defense 3 as a seal. He would be in about the 724 range, so a little bit better, but to be safe, do have some teammates with high BST there as well. So I think it's doable to be in the tier 20 with even and just to stay in tier 20 with a mage. Either, you know, and either of them could be fine. They kind of hit that average BST range anyway. So with the right team buildup, I think it's possible is what I'm saying. Now that we have uh, talked about some of their builds a bit, let's see how they do in the simulator against some key matchups as well as in general. Oh, by the way, Nino's best IV spread is going to be plus speed and minus defense. And Soren will be plus speed minus HP. And those, of course, are according to GamePress's optimal IV spreads. So using the list of the most common units and various builds for each of those units found in the 700 to 710 arena score range, let's see how well they do against these, this cast and play around with the numbers a bit afterwards. So first of all, there are uh, 168 different builds in this list. A lot of them have various copies of the same units like Brave Lynn, Reinhardt. They each have like five or six, maybe eight uh, different variations of them. 
that are seen in Arena, so just as a heads up. Starting in the player phase, Nino, without any buffs from Grandblade, just plain vanilla, she gets 86 wins, or 51% of the cast. Of course, Nino will be played with buffs to take advantage of Grandblade, so the question is, what is an average amount of buffs that Nino gets with her default weapon? Her weapon works as thus, if you don't know. While it slows the special cooldown with a plus one charge against it, it adds total bonuses on the unit to damage dealt. This works by counting whatever buffs Nino get, gets for any stat and adding each individual stat to their attack. For example, a, sam a simple hone speed applied to her will give her the plus four speed. And those four points of buffs will be applied to her attack as well. So she goes into a battle with a plus four buff in speed and a plus four in attack. To get an idea of what she usually gets, let's look at GamePress's list of common teammates for Nino. A popular choice is Erica and has been used for a long time now. For example, if you build Erica with supporting Nino in mind and give Erica her Sieglind, uh, her weapon, of course that adds four plus attack to adjacent allies plus a hone speed for another four points there, and that's as a C-slot skill for Erica. And finally, throw on a Fortify Resistance 3 in the seal spot, giving her another 4 plus there. So a total of 12 stats were added as buffs to Nino from Erica. So her attack is increased by 12. I'm pretty sure that since four of those stats were added to attack, you could technically say that her total attack was increased by 16. So even from just one unit's buffs, Nino can get plus 16 attack when she attacks. And with her really good speed, she might do that twice. When we add these different buffs into the simulator, her win rate goes up to 121, and that's an increase from 86, so she goes from winning 51% of the time to 72%. On game press, her natural enemies include red sword and mage units that can disencounter her naturally, like Ike, Ryoma, Winter Tharja, Black Knight slash Zelgius, Celica, and Leon as well as strongbow units like Bravelin, Halloween Jacob, and Bridal Cordelia. The list didn't include uh, disencountered dragons like both Fallen Robins and Naui, Adult Tiki, and possibly Faye, so we're going to see how she does against them as well. Nino still has some trouble defeating the strong disencounter red units that we mentioned before when we do apply the buffs that she gets from Erica. Nino seems to have enough bulk to take out most versions of Bravelin when she initiates, as well as the other archers previously mentioned, unless it's Bravelin with Mula Gear, which cancels out her bonuses. And she performs well against all the dragon characters from this list as well, so even Tiki and the new legendary Robin will succumb to Nino. So what does it take to overcome her other counters, those red distant counter melee units as well as red mages? I mean, how many buffs should Nino get to win over her natural disadvantage is what I'm asking. Now keep in mind that we have added visible buffs to Nino, so those only take the highest value possible if there are more than one buff added to a similar stat, and that's just how the game works if you didn't know that. So we can't do much there, so if we do give Erica, so we have Erica given here this buffs, so we can either have skills that add more buffs visibly to other stats like defense, or 
tap into combat buffs, which can stack at their leisure. They have no limit, and they only apply during combat. So, But correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening out there, but since they aren't visible buffs, they won't be added to Ground Blade's effect. So we could focus on increasing in-combat attack only with things like Spur Attack. So let's try to put together the best possible scenario, or at least get close to it. You start your player phase with Nino next to Erica to get those buffs that we previously mentioned. Nino will also be buffed with our new tactic skills, which give plus six to stats uh, two spaces away. The, the person that has the tactic skills is two spaces away and gives plus six to a certain stat if your team is configured correctly to no more than two characters with the same type of movement. Fortunately, we do have Defense Tactic as a Sacred Seal, along with Resistance Tactic and Attack Tactic in the C-slot. For someone like me who is free to play and didn't really get the chance to get Siegbert, who has the Attack Tactic, let's use La Rochelle, for example, who does have Resistance Tactic naturally in her C-slot, and let's give her Defense Tactic in her Sacred Seal spot. So we have just added to Nino six defense and two, re two more resistance to the original buffs given by Erica. So that is an extra eight points of damage right there. That brings us up to 153 wins or 91%, which isn't that bad. We're almost there. Now let's add on spur attack three from another unit one space away when Nino attacks. So maybe if we were to pick a unit, let's say a cavalry unit, to fit the defense and resistance tactic requirements, and let's say they have Spur Attack 3 as a Sacred Seal. Now if you listen to our Sacred Seals Priority List episode, you saw that in the survey, or if you saw the survey in Reddit, that is Spur Attack 3 is one of the lowest rated seals out there, but for the sake of this theory, let's say you enhanced it fully to three and let's test it out. The extra four attack brings Nino to 160 wins or 95% of the cast. If this said cavalry unit also has spur attack three in the C slot, which is unlikely, but let's you know let's do it just in, just for fun. That adds an additional four attack to Nino and that would get her up to 169 65 kills, excuse me, or 98% and that is enough to beat out the whole cast, besides Mulliger wielding Brave Lynn, which does cancel out those bonuses Nino gets anyway, as well as a random Olivia here with Green Tonebreaker. So with all that added, Nino would get an additional 28 attack added to Grunblade, and that takes care of all of her counters pretty easily. Still, that's a whole team um, dedicated to building Nino up. And best of luck of getting everyone in the right places to get those buffs in, too. But, I mean, that was a fun exercise of thought, and there you go. So let's move on to Soren before we conclude with the results of the simulator, as well as touch on some other comments that were made by the survey. So for Soren, in the player phase with the build that is optimized according to GamePress, he gets 114 wins, or 68%, which isn't bad considering that's his baseline. And that is actually better than Nino at her base stat without any buffs. So that is also with his Owl Refine on his tome, by the way. So to refresh your memory on what Soren's weapon does, 
It has an owl refine on his tome, so when he's next to one ally, Soren gets a boost in all stats uh, by the number of players next to him times two. So if he was next to one ally, he would get plus two to attack, speed, defense, and resistance. Also, a part of his weapon is a chill attack, which does minus seven, inflicts a minus seven debuff on attack on the foe with the highest attack, so we will play that into these simulations later. Now on the counters listed in Game Press for Soren, they are mentioned as followed. Young Tiki, Brave Lin, Dorcas, Ryoma, Sigurd, Micaiah, Hector, and Halloween Jacob. So how does he do against these characters in the simulation? He actually manages to beat out Dorcas, but barely, with not a lot of HP left over. Uh, he can also take out Hector and Micaiah pretty easily. It's interesting because even though Nino had a hard time with the Black Knight without any of her buffs, Soren can actually take out the Black Knight with just one ally next to him. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he still loses to Tiki, Ryoma, and Sigurd, though. Uh, but what would happen if we added another ally next to him? He gets a modest increase to 128 wins, leaving him at 75%. Uh, total wins. So it doesn't really change any of the key matchups though we previously mentioned. So with three allies next to him though, if you are able to set this up on a map, Soren improves to 139 wins or 82%. Now with this modification, if you do happen to have three people next to him with his Owl Tome, he snags the win against Ryoma and Adultiki, but that's it. Beyond that, increasing his attack with spurs or hones does little to improve his win rate, and I think that's due to his speed. With plus four to his speed and attack, along with being next to three allies, he only improves to 146 wins or 86%. So he is definitely limited to the nuking potential that Nino has with Gronblade, and that's pretty obvious because his tome does not compare to ground blade as far as nuking capability. But what if we were to stick a ground blade plus on Soren and build him just like Nino? With all the buffs in the perfect situation that we put Nino in and get the plus 28 attack on ground blade, he would get the same amount of kills as Nino. And but that was just, you know, for kicks. I really wanted to see if Soren, even with his three less speed, could still perform just as well as Nino, and he does. But in this comparison, we, just, we do want to compare Soren's native weapon against Nino and her build. Trying to keep things budget, of course. So let's start um, concluding this study, too. Those were some of the highlights from the Mass Duel Simulator, but I want to get into the results of the survey as well. The survey was open for about three days or so, and I got a whopping 420 responses from Reddit. So thank you, you guys, for contributing. That was awesome. When asked which character you would invest in fully, to plus 10 merged and all, 64% of you chose Nino, and 36 chose Soren. So not surprising. I mean, people generally think that Nino is a really good character and better, but I was surprised that it wasn't a larger margin in favor of Nino. In comparing the two units, I wondered if Nino's speed played a big part in her performance against Soren. With buffs and the perfect IVs, Nino gets to 46 speed, while Soren gets to 43. With the correct IVs, of course. 
and for many of you, the plus three speed to Nina was enough for you to choose her as the better character. But does plus three speed make that much of a difference? Let's find out. If both units received the same buffs given by Erica and Soren was just next to one ally with, with his Owl Tome, Soren would actually get more kills at 126 over Nino's 116. But looking at the color percentages, Soren would knock out more blue units, while Nino did better against green and reds. Now knowing this, and also knowing that a lot of red units are really fast, and a lot of those speedy units come from that color, right? While their attack output is similar, meaning Soren and Nino's, Nino's extra speed could potentially give her an edge against those faster units. So I think that can really make a difference, having that uh, plus three speed against her weapon disadvantage against those really fast red units. Availability is also a big factor of why people would choose Nino. It's simply easier to find copies of her to merge. Of course, some people get more Sorens than Nino. I think there was one comment out there that said they had gotten more Sorens or they had barely seen any Ninos while they've played the game. So it really comes to chance. I mean, that you do have a higher chance of getting Nino. For example, I, I didn't get Nino for like the first six months of the game and everyone was using Grand Blades left and right. And I was left out in the dust hoping for Nino one day and I finally got her and I finally have a few copies of her. So... It really depends on who you have as far as availability is concerned. Another factor we need to take into consideration is their physical and magical bulk. Do Soren's defenses give him any advantage in combat? With no buffs at all and with one ally next to Soren, he will survive and be able to win against 99 units compared to Nino's 78. What kind of units can Soren deal with that Nino can't? Well, one unit that stood out is the Black Knight, actually. There are various copies of here that can't take out Soren because of his bulk as well as his speed. Soren has enough to take him out in the next round, which I think is really interesting. Besides that, they are pretty much the same, Nino and Soren. If you added close defense to Soren, though, that would push his rate to 109 wins from 99. Realistically, I don't think you would put Soren out there to tank melee units all the time, unless you had close counter on him or something like that. If he did have that, along with distant defense, he would get 129 kills, and that's not including buffs uh, or more than one ally. So if you do want to invest in Soren as a defensive mage, he does have that possibility. I feel like he has a, get a good enough defensive spread as well as his HP, uh, to be able to work in that role. But he would definitely need either close counter or, sorry, yeah, close counter and close defense or distant defense if you want him to be more of a ranged tank. And let's not forget Soren's other ability, basically a chill attack on his weapon. Let's say if he were to engage with someone that had been affected by his weapon, that would add either a plus seven defense or resistance to Soren uh, when attacked, if you were to call that a pseudo buff, right? With plus seven added into the simulator, he would be able to take hits from Black Knight, Brave Rory, Mia, Masked Marth, Ike, Brave Lynn, and in total 116 characters. With his resistance essentially buffed by his weapon, doing that pseudo buff 
apply to resistance, he it really didn't make a difference at all, actually, especially against the ranged units, which I was um, focusing on. So I feel like his new effect, his chill attack, really helps him if he's caught up against a melee unit, and he would be able to either withstand an attack and not attack back, or if he had close counter on him, he would be able to hopefully double up against them and serve as a pretty good mage tank. But I feel like, especially if you're a budget player, you're not going to get close counter a lot, and you probably would use a tankier unit, an armor uh, unit, maybe an armor mage as well, to be able to perform that role in the first place. It would take a lot of investment on Soren if you wanted to use him in that way. So he's probably better in the player phase if you choose to use him. One argument that I saw is that Soren's Owl effect is often better used in armor units, right? And I agree with that. I find that it is difficult to always position your units perfectly to have them give Soren buffs, even from just one person to be next to him, right? Especially on the player phase. So I'm saying it's hard for Soren to get that Owl tome buff, even with one person. I feel like you often have to spend a move to get a, a unit, in the right position so that Sorn can come up and attack and get that buff and, and kill someone else, right? I feel like, though, that kind of exposes not only Sorn, but that other character that you might have placed uh, somewhere else, if they're especially not a tanky unit. So you do have to play carefully around that, and so it's really hard with weaker, squishier units like Sorn to pull off Owl Tomes consistently compared to those... Um, armored units or tankier mage units like Bowie or Merrick. Uh, they could probably fill that role better. Now let's talk again about tier 20. Uh, a comment was mentioned in the survey that there are a lot of panic ploys out in, in these high tiers and just basically you know any ploy skills could be running around and what if that thing what if that you know happens to Nino you get ployed uh, or you go up against Brave Lynn and all those bonuses get nullified. Even with her high attack and speed, naturally, Nino might not outclass a lot of the strong characters that you see in that level of play. So you do have to be careful about that. You don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket, necessarily, uh, in Nino, and so sometimes it just won't work out. To mention a specific comment, someone by the name of Real Captain Goof wrote saying that he chose Nino because he liked how Nino, having three less HP than Soren, can get into desperation quicker. And with that extra defense, could tank a brave Bolin at plus nine without any, without being on a defensive tile. His Nino could get up to 77 attack with a combination of using Marth and his unique weapon refine for buffs, and Gwendolyn with an ally support, which I forgot to mention before, those ally supports and summoner support uh, bonuses uh, could be added as well, so that is awesome, I think, to get Nino up to that level. And that kind of sums up what Nino is good for, considering roles now, switching gears to what kind of roles Nino and Soren play. She is an amazing nuke, and she can definitely give uh, Grandblade better outcomes than Soren can with, with that extra speed that she has. It's her native weapon as well, so you don't have to invest in her a lot. 
you basically have to invest in, you know, upgrading her to five star. Concerning that as well, she is more uh, widely available, and that is a huge in fact a huge factor if you are considering investing into a plus ten unit at five stars, and you are more of a budget player. So I think her arguments in favor of Nino are her speed, availability, her native weapon, and being an awesome unit all around, not just in this comparison, but all around, to be able to one-shot KO uh, other units in the game, including those units that might have a natural weapon disadvantage. So the downsides to Nino, though, she doesn't really have high BST, and that kind of applies to Soren as well. So it might hurt her and Soren in the long run, if arena scores continue to hike up as they have done in the past. She is somewhat weaker as well with defenses, although that could be patched up, and that might require some investment. So she is definitely a glass cannon. Now for Soren, I feel like people chose him because of his unique weapon and the versatility that that provides for team builds, considering chill attack is an awesome feature for your whole team, not only just for Soren. He has somewhat better defenses as well, but it's not too much of a big difference compared to Nino. He could run a ground blade set and still be very powerful, not as powerful as Nino. She does a little bit better because of her speed. But what I want to emphasize here is that Sorn has the option to run a ground blade set in addition to his native weapon. If you want to use his weapon and upgrade it and then refine it, you that really helps out his BST. But if you do get tired of that, you can use different builds on Soren. If you want to, if you have a situation that you want to use Ground Blade for, or if you just want to use that in the first place, you could still invest into that, and you could be flexible there. And so, if flexibility is important to you, having the versatility to build a unit for a certain purpose for one game mode, and then change it up for a different game mode, Soren might be the better choice because he does have those options for his weapons. So yeah, so that is it. I That is pretty much the summary of what I got from the survey, and I just want to thank everyone who contributed to that. Uh, thank you so much for participating in that interesting experiment of mine. Uh, if I were to choose who to go with right now, I might go with Soren because I feel like the argument of him being a very flexible unit as far as being able to use different weapons, uh, be more of a team player with that, and still do very well as far as a, a nuking player goes. I think I like that flexibility. I mean, you could even play him in the enemy phase. If you get lucky enough to get a close counter, you could slap that on Soren if you wanted to, and he could still perform fairly well as that. I mean, I feel like Nino does really well and can wipe out so many units that you would see in arena anyway and personally I do have more copies of Nino so I might go with her anyway but if I had equal copies of Soren and Nino I think I would go with Soren uh, just for the benefits now as well as in the future maybe maybe the skill that he has on his weapon his flexibility will come more in handy but anyway that's just me if you like Nino more, and I, I do want to mention that a lot of people mentioned their favorite character because they are characters, right? They are units from games that you might love. You might really like Blazing Blade, and so you go with Nino. You might like Path of Radiance, so you go with 
uh, Sorn. You might like them for their their personality as well, and that goes that plays a big factor in who you build up. I mean, that's why I built up Elliewood because I love Blazing Blade, and that might be a, a reason why I I might go with Nino anyway. But um, throwing that as a consideration, you can build up both of these units, and they will perform very well. But I hoped that this comparison really helped. I hoped it spurred some questions within you um, and helped you hopefully make a decision. Now, if you have an idea for a unit comparison that I could do for you guys, please let me know at fayology at gmail.com, and I am more than happy to put together a little show for that. And I really appreciate all of the comments and feedback that I've gotten from you before, and so please keep those coming. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, and I will catch you later.